Hi, everybody. This is Charlie. You're listening to Bed Crime Stories. This is a weekly true crime podcast where we take turns telling each other the stories that keep us up at night. I am flying solo this week, this evening, for all of you today. Um, I will tell you, as you guys know, and that we've been telling you repeatedly, uh, things in our lives, both myself and Jovi's, has been pretty cray-cray. And I will tell you that it is currently Wednesday evening. As you know, we post our episodes Thursday evening. We realized today that it wasn't actually Tuesday, but was indeed Wednesday, and weren't going to be able to record together this evening. So that is why I'm coming to you this evening solo. So, um, you know, I will tell you also, I was prepared this week to share with everybody a Charlie's Cult Corner story. Eh? 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 But um, Jovi said to me, and uh, I quote, she said, don't you dare tell that cult story without me. I will cut a bitch. So for my own safety and uh, for the safety of those around me, I will uh, come to you guys with some true crime headlines. So I have a lot of headlines to cover this evening. Well, I think five headlines, I believe, to cover this evening. And I'm not going to lie to you, my friends. All of them are from people.com because as we know, people.com has like the best crime, crime, no, no, crime news. So this first one I'm going to share with you from people.com was published on June 14th. Um, the headline reads Pennsylvania woman charged with aiding a strange boyfriend suicide. So this is very much the, I love you now die story ish type of a situation. That really famous incident that there's been, there's been like three different television shows about. Um, this is very similar. This woman named Mandy Roche, Roche, Roosh, uh, 35 years old. She was charged Tuesday with aiding suicide and misdemeanor harassment. Now, this one, I, I breezed through the article earlier, and not only was she sending incredibly awful text messages to her boyfriend, whose name was Kevin Metzger, um, not only was she share, like sending him really abusive and awful things, she was also very like psychologically abusive, allegedly. There was a incident where she told her boyfriend that she was going to go have sex with another guy and even said to him, all while she, all while your daughter calls him daddy, like very creepy. Um, she allegedly wrote to him, quote, I hope for the child, your, I guess your daughter's sake, that you do kill yourself. She would be better off not even knowing you. So I have a strange feeling that this one, um, is she's probably not gonna fare too well. I just have a strange feeling. So that's our first headline this evening. Real twisted shit out of Pennsylvania. This next one, oh, good gracious. Okay, so this one from people.com was published on June 12th. And this story headline is, New details emerge about Utah mom who wrote a children's book about grief after allegedly killing her husband. Like, girl. Corey Richens is accused of murdering her husband, Eric Richens, on March 3rd, 2020. Um, Or, I'm sorry, 2022. There was a... Apparently, they found... 
an iPhone search history featuring articles about fentanyl, life insurance payments, and investigations. And he passed away. He allegedly was killed because she laced his cocktail with a fatal amount of fentanyl. So prosecutors are calling phone, the phone searches incriminating. <laughs> I, I would say that that is an understatement. They allegedly include the following phrases and questions. Quote, can cops force you to do a lie detector test? Quote, luxury prisons for the rich in America, girl. Quote, death certificate pays pending. Will life insurance still pay? I'm sorry, death certificate says pending. Will life insurance still pay? Uh, quote, if someone is poisoned, what does... What does it go down on the death certificate as? She's an author, FYI. <laughs> and quote, how to permanently delete information from an iPhone remotely. <laughs> oh, girl. <sighs> oh, lady. So, yeah, she published a children's book on grief about a year after her husband's death. And she threw a party at the couple's Utah home the day after his alleged murder. So she's just, you know a real, a real, uh, piece of work. This one, she obtained 15 to 30 fentanyl pills worth $900 in February, 2022. And, uh, yeah, allegedly used that to poison her husband, Eric. So that's a fun one. Love, love that for her. Um, all right. This one is an update actually from a breaking news story that I posted on our Instagram. Um, as you all, I'm sure are aware, this was posted on June 12th. The Unabomber Ted Kaczynski has died. So the headline, the Unabomber Ted Kaczynski died by suicide in prison, reports say. He was 81 years old and he was suffering from late stage cancer at the time of his death. But they do believe that um, it is, they do believe it was a suicide. It's being investigated as a suicide. He currently has no official cause of death. Um, Ted Kaczynski killed three people. He injured at least 23 more during a bombing spree that lasted from 1975 to 1995. I don't think I realized how long the Unabomber was active for. Um, I didn't realize it was 20 friggin' years, which is just insane. The Washington Post published Kaczynski's notorious manifesto, which I think you all know by now, guys, um, that when a person has a manifesto, that's just like one of my favorite things. And by favorite, I mean, it's just awful. So when the Washington Post published Kaczynski's manifesto in 1995, Ted Kaczynski's brother, David, and his sister-in-law, Linda, recognized phrases from the note and later turned him into authorities, which I find fascinating. So that is actually how he was caught, was the manifesto being published and his brother and sister-in-law like, mm, that sounds like fucking Ted. So yeah, and then he was arrested in Montana. But yeah, he is... Uh, He's, he's super dead. So interesting craziness. His, um, his story is very interesting. I was actually considering writing a Unabomber story for this week. Um, because obviously it's timely, it's in the news, right? But there is so much, I mean, talk about a dense story. And obviously now that I'm looking at it, right, 20 years of information and things that occurred, it's very interesting to me, um, the story itself, but it is very, very dense. So this is definitely going to be something after, uh, you know, your girl 
graduates from college later this summer and no longer needs to be writing reports every single week for school because then I can go back to writing reports for you all, for me to read to you guys. So, Ted Kaczynski, Unabomber story coming soon. Um, all right, so this next headline is actually an update to a headline that we really talked a lot about when this all first went down. And the headline reads, Alabama inmate Casey White, who escaped prison with jailer's help, gets life sentence. So if we remember correctly, everyone, um, in 2022, uh, this gentleman, Casey White, was able to escape from prison with the help of a corrections officer that he was romantically involved with. And then she wound up actually shooting herself as police were gaining on them, right? So Casey White, the Alabama prisoner who escaped jail last year, was sentenced to life in prison without parole on Thursday. I got to tell you, my friends, he's 39 years old, right? He looks way older than 39 years old. When I just saw that pop up here, reported the 39-year-old prisoner, I'm like, really? (laughs) Like, say psych, because there's no way that that person is 39 years old, but okay, fine. So ABC News reported that the prisoner told Lauderdale County uh, courtroom that he didn't want Vicki White, who was the corrections officer um, that helped him escape, to be dragged through the dirt is what he said. Now, yes, they both have the same last name, but it is a very common last name. They they were of no relation. They were indeed romantically involved. Um, It was an 11-day manhunt. I don't, again, don't recall it lasting for that long. But can we just all talk about the fact that I'm so sick and tired of living through like historical times and all of these things happening that are newsworthy. And uh, I just want like a nice, quiet, couple of weeks where there nothing major is happening in the news that the fact that this lasted for 11 days is just like a blip on my radar it does not feel like it lasted that long so vicky she was 56 she shot herself after crashing the cadillac that she was driving with casey in casey told investigators he did not fire the bullet that killed her so again that she did allegedly kill herself uh yeah so now he is going to prison for life. Now, he was originally arrested in 2020 on two counts of capital murder for allegedly killing 59-year-old Connie Jane Ridgway. Um, And yeah, now he's in jail for life. So crazy, 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 crazy. Guys, I come to my final, uh, my final true crime headline here. And this one actually has a little bit of a happy ending, which is why I wanted to save this one for last because we all love a crime story that has a happy ending. So this was published on June 9th. The headline reads, South Carolina officer saves woman mouthing help me at a traffic stop and catches suspected kidnapper wanted in shooting. Like, what? Story reads that a routine traffic cop proved to be a lucky break for a South Carolina woman who was allegedly kidnapped and forced to drive at gunpoint by a man wanted for murder. Like, what the fuck? So North Myrtle Beach Police Department said in a statement this week that Officer Kayla Wallace pulled over the woman early in the morning on May 28th when she blew a red light. She noticed the driver was in distress. While the male passenger wasn't looking, she silently mouthed, help me, repeatedly. Wallace put the passenger in the back of her squad car in order to separate the two. And then she went back to the vehicle, spoke spoke to the driver, who frantically advised her that uh, the passenger had shot someone. 
Uh, police said, quote, moments later, a bolo, which is one of my favorite police terms, by the way, bolo stands for be on the lookout. I love me a bolo. Moments later, a bolo was sent over the radio from dispatch regarding a vehicle that was just involved in a shooting in the country. So like crazy. So the suspect uh, was arrested. Um, he's being held on five charges of attempted murder, kidnapping, unlawful possession of a weapon, weapon, illegal possession of firearms and ammunition, and possession of a weapon during a, during a violent crime. Shit. So, man, did she run that red light on purpose? Who knows? But lucky as all hell that she did right that's crazy that is a crazy crazy story well guys this was a super super short episode um you know i know that we've mentioned this before with our lives being so busy we don't ever want to have a week go by that we're not at least checking in with you all and saying hi and hanging out for a little bit and yeah these episodes are short but we'd rather come to say hi and and give you a little bit of true crime realness um then take a break i don't i don't want us to take a full break because um i want to stay in touch right um and like i said next week make sure you stay tuned because next week we are going to be returning to charlie's cult corner and i will be telling you all a story about um a pretty depraved and really fucked up cult. So um, looking forward to that next week. And uh, I will talk to you guys all then. And uh, Jovi will be back with us next week as well. And we will bring you some more true crime awesomeness. Please make sure that you are liking Uh, giving positive ratings, subscribing, telling a friend, wherever it is that you listen to our podcast um, and spread the love. You can find us on social media on Instagram at Bed Crime Stories. You know, shoot us a DM, say what's up. If you guys have any story suggestions, we take those as well, right? If you have something that you want to hear about, something that happens around your area that you want us to do a little digging into and tell that story, shoot us a DM. You can also shoot us an email. Um, We do have an email address. It's bedcrimestoriespod at gmail.com. So you can send us an email with those story suggestions just to say, hey, pictures of your pets. You know we're big fans of those. Please make sure that you are kind to one another. Be the band-aid that we all need. Um, Again, I will say it all throughout the month of June. Uh, Please, everybody have a safe and happy Pride Month. Don't ever forget that Pride began as a protest and shall continue to be one until the day that we all um, enjoy the same peace in our lives. So uh, happy Pride, everybody. We love you all so, so much. We'll talk to you all next week. But until then, sweet friggin' dreams. Bye, everybody. Our theme song is the song Industrial Music Box by Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. creativecommons.org backslash licenses backslash by backslash 3.0.